0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So look around at the ways you're making your life difficult and you're making your road to launching your side hustle complicated and do away with all of that. Think, what is the simplest way that I can get up and running? You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here and I am back with week three of the Side Hustle Pro Bootcamp Series. This week, I want to share with you a three-step formula for taking Action. So if you haven't listened to week one and week two, make sure you go back to those episodes. In week one, we covered how to jumpstart your side hustle and get down to business. In week two, we covered mindset and how to push past those doubts once you have started because they're going to come. And now in week three, we're going to get into my three-step formula for making moves, aka making progress on your side hustle. So this is really my action plan formula. Now, this is a formula I've followed for the last five years without even realizing that it was a formula or a blueprint. It's just what I do. But when I look back on how I approach creating my podcast as a side hustle, and now how I'm approaching creating my YouTube channel as a side hustle, I recognize that there are three things I always, always do. So let's get right into those tips. First of all, tip number one is to find a virtual mentor. I start by Googling. Google is our friend. Google can get a bad rap sometimes, but in actuality, it's the starting point for every piece of research, really. If there's anything I want to do, I Google who is already doing it. Then I look at all the results that show up because, you know, not all results and not all people who are doing it are created equal. So I identify people who are doing what I see myself doing in six months, in a year, in five years, and that's who I make my mentor, okay? So let me say that again. I not only look at who is doing the thing, but I look at who I want to emulate. I look at whose results and whose content I love, and I'm like, how are they doing this? Those are the people who you would want to get inside their head. That is who you're going to make your mentor, Now you might be asking me, Nikayla, how do you get them to be your mentor? Well, here's the secret, y'all. I don't have to know someone for them to be my mentor. They don't have to know me to be my mentor. I make them my virtual mentor. I simply have to take the steps to learn as much as possible from them. So I look up every blog post that this person has written, every podcast interview they've done, every article they've been featured in. When they're sharing their story and their advice, if they have a podcast, yes, I will binge every single episode. I go through every social media post, you name it. Okay, I exhaust all the information they have out there. I then look into what courses or mini courses this person may be teaching. I invest in their courses. Now, this doesn't happen right away, and I'm not telling you to go out there and like buy everything that a person has made. It only happens under these two circumstances. If one, they have a course on exactly what I want to learn, and B, once I'm ready to implement their teaching, I am big on just-in-time learning, meaning I only take a course if I'm ready to follow and implement the steps. So you should only take a course if you're ready to follow and implement the steps right now in your life. You'll see the most success when you're ready to do the work. So I start to immerse myself in the advice from my virtual mentor. Sometimes I talk back to the screen if they're saying something that I just resonate with. I'm like, "Yes, yes. Ooh, that was helpful. Thank you." Um so we converse, we have conversations and In all seriousness, it is so impactful for me. They essentially become this virtual coach and this virtual mentor. And that is exactly what I am doing for my YouTube channel. I have identified a virtual mentor who I really respect. I respect her growth on YouTube over the last 10 years. And specifically, I respect her growth in the last three years when you can see that she's taken it very seriously. And as a result, The growth of her channel has quadrupled. So she checks the box of being where I see myself in a few years. She also checks the box of having a highly valuable YouTube channel with a loyal base of subscribers who love her content. That's where I see myself as well. That's where I want to be. I want to grow to that level. So I need to be mentored by someone who has done it. I've read every blog post my mentor has ever written about how to get started and how to thrive on YouTube. I've invested in all of the ebooks that are applicable to me that she sells on marketing her channel because I'm a forever student. I'm always learning, especially nowadays when new social media platforms are popping up every single day. And it's just important to stay on top of what is working. So that is something that I love. When people are teaching something that I'm not locked in on, I go ahead and I purchase from the people who are doing it day in and day out and sharing their learnings. And I don't just have one virtual mentor. Okay, that is the beauty of virtual mentorship. You can have more than one, as many as you need. I have others that I spend time in session with. Just the other day, I was watching a YouTube video from another young lady who actually just started her channel in the last six months and had an excellent video on what to know about starting a YouTube channel. So I dived into her tips as well, because again, she met my criteria for a virtual mentor. She's on the pulse of what is working now on YouTube. Right now, you know, six months is so recent. So I want to hear from somebody like that who has had success in the last six months because what was working six months ago is probably going to be working now as I get started. So I really see myself learning from her and accomplishing what she has accomplished in six months, or at least, you know, following the tips that she shared, because that's where I want to see myself in six months. I'm not putting pressure on myself to replicate anyone's exact results, but I do want to learn from people who have results that I would like to strive for, because what helps you to move forward is if you have something specific in mind that you're striving for, and you see the benchmarks of where a channel was in six months, where it was in Two years, a year, five years now, 10 years for, you know, one of my mentors. So that is really helpful for me. And I hope it's helpful for you as well. You can do the same. Whatever kind of business you're trying to start, there is a virtual mentor out there for you. You don't have to reach out to them to ask because nine times out of 10... They're pretty busy trying to run their business or trying to start their next side hustle. And the amount of similar requests they get overwhelm them. So please, I'm not telling you to reach out to anyone to say, hey, can you be my mentor? Number one, I think that puts a lot of pressure on other people to solve your problems or figure out your business for you and answer all your questions when you could probably research and get the answers to those questions yourself. So there's a lot of work that you can do on your own. And sometimes we think that we need a mentor who we can speak to personally, pick up the phone and call right away when we can start off doing a lot on our own. I'm not saying a mentor relationship isn't valuable somewhere down the line, but to start off with your side hustle when you're still experimenting, you can do a lot on your own. So like I said, immerse yourself in every single piece and morsel so of information that person has provided online. There's a lot of information out there. Even nowadays with Instagram stories and Clubhouse, people are sharing a lot of information on the, those live conversation. So your mentorship is already out there for you. Get on there and consume it. Exhaust all the work you can do as a virtual mentee. So that was tip number one. Find a virtual mentor. Tip number two is to just do the basics, aka don't put any pressure on yourself to be anything but who you are. A new business owner in XYZ space Being professional, but still learning. You don't have to fake like you have been in business for 50 years when you haven't. You don't have to fake like you have XYZ endless resources when you don't yet. And you don't have to fake like you're in a certain financial position to get certain kind of equipment and certain type of products produced when you are just not at that level yet. Come out the gate and have the basics covered. Just worry about the basics. Once you have a good handle on the basics, then upgrade, okay? The other day someone reached out to me and she's like, I'm starting a podcast and I want it to sound like NPR level audio. So, you know, what's your recommendation? And (laughs) my first question to her is, well, first of all, when are you planning to launch? That is more important to me. You know, what what is your show going to be about? Have you thought about who your audience is? What is your content? Who is it for? All that kind of stuff. Because a lot of times we're worried about these things that are not basic. A podcast can be very simple. I have a microphone, a laptop, and I'm in my closet right now, okay? A podcast fundamentally is very simple. When you start making it complicated, you are extending your launch date. You are all of a sudden, you know, can't start because some technical thing that you convinced yourself needs to happen did not happen yet. We're not doing that right now. okay? we are just starting with the basics. Here's what I did. So here's my own example. Another example of almost getting into the trap of not doing the basic route. So I told you all that I created my spreadsheet of content to Rollout. I created the titles, the dates I'm recording, the different scenes I need, the dates I wanted to go live, all of that. I love to organize and plan out my film schedule. So I had creating a trailer for my channel on my production schedule. And I was about to create and look up examples. And as I went through all of my mentors' pages on YouTube, I couldn't find one single trailer. I could have sworn I've seen a trailer before on YouTube. I just could not find it on my mentor's pages. And it clicked to me. I don't need to do this. (laughs) I don't need to do some cinematic trailer to launch my channel. People are coming to my channel to see the content that I promised. okay? They're interested in the subject and they're coming to see videos on that subject, okay? Is the tutorial good? That's what they're thinking. Can I replicate what Nikaela just taught me? Do I like her videos? Do I want to subscribe? That is it. That is what they're going for. They're not like, oh, this trailer was bomb. Like, oh, let me subscribe just on a trailer. No, people need to watch through and see if they really like your content, So I want my viewers to watch all the way through and I want to make enough videos to have one pinned each week. And that can kind of live as a highlight of my channel when I pin. And that's what I see on my mentors pages where they've pinned a recent video that's really, you know, successful, getting a lot of views and is indicative of the overall content on their channel. And I want to have enough videos to link to other videos in the video that someone's watching, you know, and encourage even more viewership even more time on my channel. That is what my focus should be. So just like that, I remember that I just need to stick to the basics and make a video, not a trailer. And you should do the same, just do the basics. I know y'all are tired of hearing me say that word. I know it sounds weird. You're like, Nikayla. I'm not basic, girl. (laughs) And I'm not basic either, okay? I am not telling you to be basic. I'm not saying you're basic. I'm saying the more complicated you make things, the more you're going to push out your launch. And that's time you could be spending making an impact and making extra income with your side hustle. So look around at the ways you're making your life difficult and you're making your road to launching your side hustle complicated and do away with all of that. Think, what is the simplest way that I can get up and running? Are you stressing over a logo? Just pick something and get going. People really don't care about your logo. They don't care. They care about your product. Business owners, we care more about our logo than our customers do. (laughs) Case in point, when Carol's daughter, the hairline, first came out, I was in college and I used to have Carol's Daughter shipped to my dorm room when it had a white plastic jar with a white label on it. It definitely looked homemade. I could definitely tell it was homemade. It certainly didn't look like it does now in the beauty aisle of major stores, but I didn't care because I was just so happy to have found a natural hair product that worked on my 4C hair. I would have paid anything with my little work study funds to just make sure I always had my supply of Carol's Daughter on deck. So are you stressing over a website? Why not find an easy temporary landing page solution? Have your domain linked to that in the meantime. So still get your domain, link it to a temporary landing page, something like lead pages, or sometimes if you use an email list solution such as MailChimp or ConvertKit, you can set up landing pages through there and you can have the domain point to that. So when people click on your domain, it goes to a landing page where they can purchase whatever it is you're selling, or they can learn about your side hustle. Okay, you can always reroute the domain when you're ready to launch a fuller site. But do not let websites stop you from doing what you need to do. Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty P. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chat bot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term medical Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, and when we keep them bottled up, it affects us negatively. I have found that therapy has been a safe space to get things off my chest. I had my daughter last August, and by January, I hit up my therapist like, let's go ahead and set up this monthly session. Therapy has been so helpful for me in setting boundaries, and it just empowers me to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, this is your sign to go ahead and do it and give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HustlePro today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash HustlePro another example i'm going to share so i spend a lot of time on youtube nowadays so i bumped into another episode of a young lady actually this person was in college who was starting a business a side hustle and she was sharing how you can start that side hustle in college and essentially she talked about the pre-sale route of doing things and that's something some of my guests have definitely covered on this show where you are forthright with your customers and you let them know I'm taking pre-sales. I have not ordered this yet or I have not created this yet. But if enough of you want this, then here's the cost. And then with your money, I'm going to order this. <laughs> um that just made it sound, you know, really funny, but In actuality, this is a business model that a lot of people do. I used to work back in the day for a company called Ideally, and this model was relatively new then, but that's what they would do. They would put up the sales on the site and then they would place the final order with the buyers after people had purchased on the site. So that is something you can do as well if you don't have the money to buy all the resources Soft launch, let people know, don't launch with a whole bunch of stuff, just start with one product, let people know, and then you'll have the money to go ahead and buy those products. So there are just all these ways that you can work around whatever it is you're stressing about. Are you stressing over if people will like these particular products slash content? Why not launch with a few and see what sales are like, then move forward from there, Remove the things people don't like. If you see that those things aren't moving, people aren't purchasing them, and then order more of the things that they do or launch with a few pieces of content, see how it performs, and then adjust and tweak your content strategy from there. Speaking of people liking or not liking your stuff, this leads me to tip number three. Tip number three is to limit the opinions you ask for. One thing about me, I don't spend a lot of time asking people their opinions about what I'm going to do. I may share it in my excitement, but that's not because I want opinions. (laughs) And I may run it by my trusted inner circle so they can thought partner with me, AKA help me think as big as possible. However, I never ever approach others for their opinion as if I need their blessing or permission to move forward. I never approach with crossed fingers hoping for them to love the idea so I know whether or not to move forward. If I'm sharing an idea, I've already decided to move forward. I'm already decided to do it. It might not happen overnight. It might not happen right away. But if I'm sharing it, it's going to happen. When you care too much about others' opinions, it really prevents you from moving forward. Because... You know what you want to do. You know the reasons you want to do it. But now you're hesitating because you have some random friend's opinion that has never started a business or put themselves out there on social media before stuck in your head. Why? Limit the opinions. Unless you are talking to your exact ideal customer, which you have identified through research and understanding your target market, then there's not a lot of talking that needs to happen. Yes, you can talk to people like vendors or fellow business owners in your field who have wisdom to share, but this is not to get their opinion on if you should start or not. You have to have confidence in yourself and the fact that you were given this idea for a reason and the fact that you will get better with time. And remember, the more opinions you open yourself up to, the more likely you are to talk yourself out of doing things. If you listen to week two, you already know that this path is all mental. You have to affirm yourself constantly. And what happens when we seek too many opinions is rather than affirm us, people like to speak their fears over us. They like to speak their doubts as if we can't develop enough doubts on our own. We're not creative enough to make enough doubts. Now you got other people sharing their doubts. What usefulness does that provide? None. Okay, many of these people have never started a side hustle or if they have started it, they haven't truly invested into it like you're about to. Because if they had, I promise you, they would be speaking differently. So oftentimes their opinions come from that perspective of just doing a lot of talking and critiquing on the sidelines of what they would do, what they could do, of what works, what's not gonna work. And most times people are just unqualified know-it-alls. Put it this way. Do you think that LeBron James goes home after a game, collapses into bed, then pulls up the recap of what the journalists and commentators had to say about his game? Especially the ones who have never played basketball. Do you think he pulls that up and sees what they have to say about his game? Do you think that's how he gets better and improves himself? No, no, he stays locked in. He keeps the opinions out. He keeps the, as he calls it, the peanut gallery out. And he's only concerned about the men in the arena. He loves that poem because if you look that up, that talks about people will have a lot to say, but it's only the people who are going out there day to day, putting themselves in this position that really understand what it takes and can have a verified critique. He goes over his own game tape. He reviews what he did wrong and where he can improve. He works in conjunction with esteemed coaches that he trusts his inner circle. And he focuses on working out and getting better with his team. This is what you can and should do also. And this is what I do. And it's been extremely helpful to have that tunnel vision because then I just keep moving. You know, just visualize yourself in a tunnel. What are you going to do? There's nothing to do but move forward. And so that's what I want for you as well. So that was tip number three. Limit the opinions, you guys. Now, I also want to share a bonus tip. So I was revisiting this the other day and I was like, oh my God, I just have to remind people that this resource is available. So when I started Side Hustle Pro, I was working a full-time job and also had just launched a podcast and it involved a lot of work. My focus was on side hustling without getting fired. It was a new job. I really, really wanted to keep that job, right? So I was like, how do I continue to do this and make sure that I'm killing it at my job so that, you know, I'm thriving. They want to promote me and, you know, they, they just love my work and they can't tell that I'm side hustling. So I had to figure out the best way to juggle it all. In the beginning, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get things done. I was making this long to-do list, weighing every task on the list all the same and trying to get them all done, which was a disaster. You cannot just make a long to-do list with no kind of categories, no rhyme or reason about what matters more than the other. You know, maybe if you have three things on the list, it's easy to see. But if you start having like five, ten, it all starts to blend together. And that was a disaster for me. I really had to learn to prioritize because I was juggling a nine to five and didn't have a lot of time. I couldn't afford to keep just spinning in circles, not getting things done. And that's why I devised my goal getter action plan. So this is a system where I break my year down into 12 week cycles. And the reason why I break my year down into 12 week cycles is because I found I just stay more focused this way. I get things done Even if it doesn't all get done that day, I know what to move over to the next day and what to prioritize first on the next day. And even now, especially as a mom who, you know, your mind is all over the place, when I get a moment to myself, I can immediately identify, okay, what is the most important thing that I can work on right now? It is so, so important to be able to do that. And that's how I get things done in my world. That's how I've been able to put up my YouTube channel, put up my social channels, record my first video, and that's how I'll be able to juggle moving forward. And once I added the urgency of being laser focused on one goal for 12 weeks at a time, I actually find myself checking things off my goal list instead of having them on a big list for the year. When I do these 12-week sprints, I have a defined time when I'm going to focus on each of the really large goals. And I know that by the time I get to December, I'll be able to look back and say, Oh, I actually accomplished what I put on my goal list for the year. I also realized that it was more important to take care of daily and weekly action items that move me towards a larger goal than to focus on the goal itself. That said, it Did take me some practice, y'all, to implement and really refine this system to make it actionable. And I know it will take time and practice for you too. For example, in week one, I talked about setting a schedule. Some of you guys shared with me how tough this can be for you when life is so unpredictable these days. To me, it's become pretty second nature because I think in terms of the goal getter action plan system, I think in terms of one major goal a day, I think in terms of my sprints, but I realize that not everyone does. And the system that I developed will help you to set and keep a schedule. It is the blueprint that I use. And I think that this is a template that you should use as well if you really want to get things done. So I highly recommend checking out the Goal Getter Action Plan. You can grab it at SideHustlePro.co slash Goal and use code BOOTCAMP to pay just $49. That's 50% off the normal price. Again, that's code bootcamp to get the Goalgetter Action Plan for 50% off. I personally return and rewatch the videos in Goalgetter Action Plan every January because by the end of the year, I start drifting. I find myself kind of in the weeds mentally rather than thinking big picture. And Even this year so far, I mean, we all know what kind of year we had last year. So starting out, I was doing my granular steps each day because it's just so embedded in me. I'm always thinking to do my granular, you know, one thing a day, focusing one hour a day, all of that. But I hadn't defined what my 12-week sprints were. I did it subconsciously. And that's how embedded you can tell this is in me because I have been only focusing on YouTube In this first 12 weeks of the year, like that is my goal for this first 12 weeks. But I hadn't actually put that down on paper. And it's important for me to write it down as well as have that mentally in my head. So I need to have that visual commitment. So that was my reminder when I tapped back in to my Goal Getter Action Plan. So that's what I love about the Goal Getter Action Plan. As much as you go through it, it's always helpful when you revisit it. So it's not just something you use one time and are done with it. Again, I find it helpful. I created it so others can get that helpfulness as well because as side hustlers look, this is not easy. I know it's not easy. I've done it for the last five years and counting. So I know it's not easy, but it is doable. And again, you can snag it for just 50% off with code bootcamp. Visit sidehouserpro.co slash go-getter. And there you have it, guys. This is your mission for week three. Tip number one, find a virtual mentor. Tip number two, only do the basics. Tip number three, limit those opinions. And bonus tip, grab the Goal Getter action plan over at SideHustlePro.co slash Goal Use code BOOTCAMP for 50% off and get yourself setting a schedule and sticking to that schedule and working in effective 12-week sprints. Don't forget, you can also sign up at sidehouseproco slash bootcamp to get my weekly emails, to encourage you, plus give you behind the scenes of my road to launch with YouTube. And you can also join us over in the Sidehouse Pro Facebook community. All of these will be linked in the show notes again so we can be accountability buddies. There you have it again. Talk to you next week. The final week of the Sidehouse Pro Bootcamp week four. Can't wait. Talk to you soon.